0: This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street
1: journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast, Raw Rundown. That's right, this is the Raw Rundown where we kind of give you the top ten stories. We don't kind of. We give you the top ten stories of the week of uh, entertainment news so you know a little bit what's going on in the world of celebrity and pop culture. Um, my name is Adam Glynn. On the other side of the country is my friend Dax Holt. Hi Dax.
0: Hello, I'm. I'm so impressed with you. You actually got the name of the uh, the episode down correctly this time. Raw rundown, Hollywood Yeah, rundown. yeah. It Normally raw it's rundown. like, hey, this is the top ten rundown, raw, something or other. I'm really proud of you, dude. It's only been like four years of us doing this. It's really good uh, that you finally got it.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm getting there, I'm getting there Slowly, slowly um, On Fridays, we come out With the Raw rundown in the middle of the week We have um, more of our interviews Maybe sometimes me and you Kind of uh, shoot the shit But then on the oh, we also have a guest This past week at Ian Halpern Who's a New York Times bestselling author Who's worked on, he's a investigative journalist Who's worked on a crazy amount of stories From the Kardashians to Michael Jackson to Kirk Cobain Next week we just got done recording a podcast for next week, which you are not going to want to miss this. I, I don't want to. I'm not going to say it is just just tune in. next. No, you yeah, give
0: him a little teaser. I think giving it to, like people love our photographer episodes, our man on the street, you know, photog kind of stuff. And this guy did not disappoint. He is phenomenal. He has taken some of the biggest photos that you guys have absolutely seen and talks about the behind the scenes of getting those photos and what he had to go through and how long he was there for. It is such a good episode. We were like right before we started recording this, just talking about how excited we are about the episode and how fun it was and how we're going to have to have him back because we enjoyed the episode and it takes a lot to impress us these days. And I feel like we both walked away from that episode like excited about next week.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's get to a raw rundown. We try to make this quick, easy, and not too painful for you. <laughs> um, and then uh, before we get to Dax, do you have like just quick reviews you can read us? I'm gonna do one today, just so
0: we can get going here. Sure. But this one is uh, five stars from Vegas Man Seven Seven Seven. Simply the best. It's titled A Must Listen. Dax and Adams' fresh approach to reporting on Hollywood. Always good for a laugh, and their guests are top-notch. If you only listen to one podcast each week, make it this one, and you won't be disappointed. My only wish was that their podcasts were longer. Please shout-out me out. On the show, Jeff Wall, pronounced Wall, from Wilmington, Delaware.
1: Love it. Very cool. Love that. Thank you. The best thing to do to support this podcast is leave a review. Just go to iTunes or Apple, wherever you listen. Just put in Hollywood Raw. Go to the bottom, and that's where you can just say a few kind words, five stars, on to the Raw Rundown, starting with number 10. Dax, what's number 10?
0: Number 10, Jewel opening up, saying that her mom allegedly stole, get this, a 100- 100 million dollars from her, uh, which is just wild. So she went on, she had an interview with Very Well Mind Podcast um, and and talked all about all kinds of stuff, her her childhood and growing up. And she revealed that she woke up and realized her mom had embezzled all of her money, over a hundred million dollars, and she didn't even realize it. Um, I guess her mom was her former manager, and so she didn't know what she had been up to And still has no idea where all the money went and left her $3 million in debt. And she didn't really have a good childhood, uh, I guess, relationship with her mom when she was younger. Didn't really realize why she lived, grew up kind of living with her father and that her mom, like, wanted no responsibility with the children. Like, all kinds of stuff. Like, really, really opening up about it. Instead, she had a very difficult, like, psychological thing for her to overcome and come to grips with. So... Um, I, I just was so shocked at that number, like a hundred million dollars you stole from your daughter. Like that is some messed up crap right there.
1: Yeah. She, Jewel was clearly rounding up uh, when it came to this. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, that's crazy. I mean, this is not the first time we've heard like their parents as a manager, a business manager mm-hmm. kind of taking a, a hefty salary from the celebrity we've seen it with. I don't know. Didn't it happen to Dustin Diamond? It happened to... I mean,
0: it happened it's happened to a lot. I mean, these parents, all this money is rolling in and they start to go, oh, like, what, what do I do with it? And listen, I think it, it would be so easy for her to just shift it to another bank account. Um, did I ever tell you that we've actually made quite a bit of money off of uh, a video of Skylar? And it Skylar. goes to Skylar. So do you remember that really famous viral video of my daughter that she she talks about um, we're growing weed at our house? Yeah. Like she was in the little purple jacket. It went yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And, and every 420, someone reposts the video. But that video has made a ton of money, like thousands and thousands of dollars from relicensing it. It all goes to my daughter, though. It goes into a bank account for her to have um, when she's older and potentially like a college fund for her.
1: But you're taking your cut, right? You know, I you mean, I'm be... a manager. <laughs> i got to take my 15%. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's so funny? I'm doing my taxes now, and I could see how easy and how how that can happen. You know, someone kind of double dipping. I remember there, there's tons of stories of celebrities who have like charities, and what happens. And this is some sort of kind of where the the family that runs the celebrity's charity is taking like six figure salaries from the nonprofit charity they're running. I mean, it's. It's very weird, it's very grimy and it's well, just I think also wild.
0: when there's so much money, like it's hard to keep track of that. Like think yes, about having a hundred million dollars and if your mom is just sitting there <laughs> siphoning money away and off the top and she's your business manager and you're not really diving in, you don't know where that's going. So you're just assuming that everything is going as planned, and then one day you open up your eyes and you're like, Holy crap, where did it all go? And you you can't even answer that.
1: Yeah, that's I think sad. There's so many celebrities that have had issues with family members because of Dane Cook, I remember not too long ago had an issue with his brother kind of mm-hmm. taking some money from him, so wild thing. Yeah, all right. number sad. Anyway, five. she
0: didn't she didn't elaborate on uh how uh, like where the money went or how much in, in total or what she was left with, but anyway, all right number nine, you said, well, what is it? Nick Lachey will not be charged with that whole battery after he clashed with a photographer. And, um, he's actually not getting charged at all. This is he got really, I feel like lucky in this situation. So the DA or the district attorney's office confirmed to people magazine. They said, Mr. Lachey has not been charged with misdemeanor assault and battery. Instead, he is participating in a, um, LADA's pre-filing diversion program which is established back in 2017 as part of these conditions he must participate in anger management classes and attend alcoholics anonymous meetings Um, and then basically uh, upon successful completion everything will kind of go away and no criminal charge will be filed so this is a big deal if you remember he was really pissed off He had a confrontation with um, someone. I don't think it was TMZ though, right? It was just a photographer out in the street. She was filming him when he was leaving. Uh, He was with his wife at the time and basically just caught him on a really bad day. And he like mumbled something. She's like, why are you so mad? He came back to the car, like reached in, grabbed the the camera away from her, the cell phone away from her. And it ended up being a big deal. Everyone reported it. He ended up tweeting right afterwards. Hey, sorry. Last night after enjoying a great dinner with my wife and our dear friend, the paparazzi harassed us and walked back to As we walked back to our hotel, I clearly overacted. It's I've been in this game long enough that I know their antics and are sadly part of the deal. Stupid me done. And so he is, he is lucky he's not getting charged with this because it could have gone very poorly for him.
1: Yeah, it's um. He obviously knows that he overreacted, but I would like to know how the paparazzi were actually harassing them. You know, that's the the part that I'm not what because they're taking photos of them. I mean, mm-hmm. a photo of Nick Lachey and Vanessa is not that big of a deal. So I'd be curious of what how he defines of harassing. Were they taking photos and kind of shooting as they walk down the street? But. That's, you know, obviously, I, I have to imagine he maybe had a drink of them But um, yeah, yeah he, I he don't added, however, for TMZ or anyone else to say that I was violent or that I got physical or someone is reckless is absolutely false. Once again, TMZ likes to create their own clickbait narrative. Life's too short. We move on.
0: Yeah. Again, lucky because you can't touch other people's shit at the end of the day.
1: Not the first time it happened, not the last time. I mean, with Nick, maybe, but not with other slaves, which I'm surprised because I've gotten Nick on the street before. He's been pretty decent, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I say decent. Like, it's not like he's like, I don't know. He's fine. He's not a bad guy. But it was funny when we did that concert in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. I felt like they were so in and out of that concert. And like, they.
0: Oh, Nick. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so 98 Degrees was there. And, like, Jeff Timmons was, like, chatting it up, having a good time. And the other dude, I don't know his name, (laughs) was chill. But Nick Lachey was, like, he went literally from the stage to this, like, curtained off little area and then basically straight to the car. Like, no interaction with anyone. Didn't want to be seen. Didn't want to be talked to. Like... That I just thought you're in Nebraska, bro. Like it, this is small town. Like well, I guess not small town, but like this is not L.A. or New York where you're being like hounded by a hundred thousand people. Like you could have stopped. You could have said hi. That concert wasn't. There was a couple thousand people there. It, it wouldn't yeah. have been that bad to stop.
1: We were in a field. I mean, you could kind of say hi. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it was weird. Like I said hi to him. I was like, hey, what's up, Nick? And he said hi to me. But I felt like he looked at me. And, He doesn't know my name, but maybe he knows Mm -hmm. my face a little bit. So it was like, "Oh, hey, man!" Like, but I don't think he really could put it together. But
0: you know, my biggest problem with him, though, what we were in Nebraska. It was one hundred and forty-five degrees that day, and he was wearing a leather jacket. I was like, "No, there's something wrong with you."
1: Yeah, but if you remember, one I can't trust
0: someone when I'm sweating my balls off and he's in a leather jacket. Nothing is worth looking that good for.
1: When he does the chorus of that song, when I'm losing my mind, when, when he's doing that of that song, when you have to wear a leather jacket when you do the chorus <laughs> of that song.
0: You can't be in a boy band and not have leather on, right?
1: Yeah, at least leather, some part of leather has got to be on you. <laughs> um, I think we were told, again, we were told this, allegedly, that they were paid 50000 to do like that show. and They might have been on for, what, 45 minutes or so, an hour? How long were you saying yeah, they were on for? I
0: don't remember. All I remember was that O-Town was fucking legit.
1: O-Town they, was fun and they were great. They
0: got everyone up on their feet dancing like crazy. They were yeah.
1: awesome. O-Town was like surprisingly the biggest hit. Uh, I say surprisingly because I just never saw them perform. But I was like, oh, they put on a good show. It's And then they're, they're the guys you want them to be Moving along number
0: 8. <laughs> uh Cameron Diaz will likely not do another movie after, you know, she got talked into doing this Jamie Fox film. Uh coming out of retirement, she just really hates all the drama of Hollywood. She wants to just be a mom and and that's really like I guess her focus in life. So, you know, like I said Jamie Fox kind of got her to come out of retirement. They're filming this movie right now. There's been some Stories that have hit the headlines, like Jamie having this absolute meltdown on the set of this uh, movie over in the UK that they're filming right now, led to firing of three people, And, uh, it sounds like a lot of people talking are saying like, she's just not into it. She doesn't want to do that anymore. And because it's over in the UK, it's taking her away from her family, her, her three-year-old daughter, her husband, Benji Madden. And it's just like, not where she wants to be at this point in her life. She had retired because that's what she wanted to focus on. And she was like, Oh, I'll step out of it. Try this for a little bit. And it just doesn't sound like it's going as ideal as maybe uh, she thought it would be going. So, who knows? Don't uh, people are saying don't expect to see her in another movie after this.
1: It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Think, do you
0: think this is true or do you think that uh, they're just strumming it up sort of for publicity for the movie?
1: I think both. I think both. Yeah. I, think, I think there's a little bit of her just being uncomfortable with um, that part of the business and just her career. And then there's the other mm-hmm. parts, like, hey, how do we utilize this to stir up some anticipation, some excitement for the movie? So I think it's both. What are your thoughts? Um,
0: I just, I think, like, if you're really not into it, like, why even come out of retirement anyway? Like, if you don't want to be there, like, you don't have to. But um, I like she could find other projects. Like, number one, you're filming in the UK. So, like, you're really far away from your family if that's what you want to do. And you could bring your family there. You know, but she's working like 10-hour days, nonstop. Um, There's other projects that she could do closer to home. Like she could work on a Netflix TV show. That's what a lot of people are doing these days. That's why, you know, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, they're turning from these massive movie stars to huge television streaming stars because it pays well and you don't have to do all the crazy traveling.
1: I have a few questions, and I don't know if we have the answers for it, but the questions are, A, does she need the money? B, did she have to audition for this role or did they give it to her because she's just a name?
0: Because well, when you think I, I, I,
1: I don't I'm not like, oh my god, I need her in this yeah. movie, she's the best actress. No, I mean listen, she's a fine actress. There's nothing wrong with her acting, but she's not a difference maker for the film in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this film's about, so
0: So I've got you know, I've got the answers for you. Thank a, you. A no she doesn't need the money. B no she didn't have to audition. C. It's a big get because she's been retired. So people want to go see her in a movie.
1: I am not. Okay. I, I, I'm very surprised <laughs> with some people. I don't, I, honestly. Like, oh my God. Cameron Diaz is back. I need to go see this. There, there's no.
0: people that want to see it. There's curiosity behind she hasn't been in a movie or done anything in a very long time. So you want to see, does she still have the acting chops? You know, can she still pull it off? Or is she still going to bring people into the theaters? I think she will.
1: She, listen, I, I've, I've the, two movies come to mind when I think of Cameron Diaz. One was obviously The Mask, classic mm-hmm. film, and the other one was uh, There's Something About Mary, which was unbelievable. So, the, I mean, she was great in those movies, but I almost think in those parts so, you could put someone else in those parts and it would have done just as good.
0: Whoa. That is some filthy talk you just said. You Maybe that was You could put someone else mean. in those parts.
1: Yeah. I was mean. Take it back, Adam. Take
0: it back,
1: all right, I take it back. That was I'm not, not
0: everyone back. could make splooge in the hair be so funny. Okay,
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, number seven.
0: Uh, number seven, Kelly Ripa says that um, I guess her her biggest complaint about her marriage to Mark Consuelos is how insanely jealous he used to be, and uh, you know he admitted it. So they they're starting off. They are now going to be coasting, and it's going to be live with Kelly and Mark is basically what the new show is going to be he is filling in all well, not filling in. he's taking over ryan Seacrest's spot um but she's got a new podcast that she's doing called let's talk off camera it's on sirius and so they she he sat down with her they started talking about just insecurities and in their relationship and you know how they they basically came into this this entertainment industry together they met on the set of the soap opera which soap opera was it do you remember
1: one of the soap operas, at, I One
0: remember. of the soap they're operas. They're all the same thing, right? I don't thing, remember. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was one of them. Shoot, I don't I, remember. I mean, it was like Days of Our Lives or something. Anyway, they yeah. met on the set of that. And so they're like, it only makes sense for us to like come into this career together and go out in the career together. So having him co-host would be a big deal. But anyway, going back to this podcast, they talked about marriage. And she said, you know, my biggest complaint about you over the course of our marriage and this is not a recent thing because it's definitely changed. But I, you used to be insanely jealous, and it was a hard pill to swallow. And then he went on to say, you know, it was, um, it was our. Or sorry, she said this. It was our first week of marriage because we didn't take our honeymoon until later. You were working. I went to visit you in Boston. She recalled. She said she went to this Italian restaurant, and the waiter was like a really cute old man. He was definitely like in his seventies, if not eighties. He leaned down and said, "And this is you, for you, Principessa." And, and I guess at it, I thought it was so cute that this little man called me a princess and it, it looked, I looked at him and gave him my, I, I'm sorry, I can't read this right now. I looked at him and I gave him my order in a very smiley way and he walked away and then she said that Mark picked a horrible fight that night and she's like, it's an old man, why are you jealous? And I guess his response was, I remember that. I look at, the, I was 25. I was pretty insane. And that, you know, he's he's had a lot to learn since then.
1: Woo! I mean, this is, I think it's cute that they, the thing is, hey, we started in this business together. We're going to end it, our career in this, our, we're going to end our career together. Um, I, this is it. This is, I know we went through Michael Strahan. I know we went through. Ryan Seacrest, this -hmm. is how it ends. They can't end if Mark cannot leave the show. This is what he. he, This is his new profession.
0: Yeah, I I just like—is that healthy for their relationship to work together, live together? Like, that's a lot of time together, don't you think?
1: Yeah, but that show's easy. I mean,
0: like, I like that it's an an
1: hour. It's only an hour show. They get up at the same time. They plus get there what seven a.m., and it's not. It's not terrible. It's yeah, not, and it's it like, a little bit like older, if I had to so live
0: with you easy. too. If I had to live with you, it would be like, uh, you know, like sit and talk all all the time. And then like, I like to have breathers from people, like especially I could see you. Them.
1: Yeah, I can. Yeah, <laughs> no, not me. I'll just keep calling you. I could see them doing the show. The show ends at ten, and then they leave, and then they go to the gym, and then they don't see each other until that night.
0: Mm. Yeah, you got to have separation a little bit. Just for a healthy relationship. I mean, they got a
1: great gig. I mean, that show's only an hour. And when I mean an hour, it's only probably about 40 minutes. I mean, you were the host of that show for an episode. I Mm -hmm. mean, how much time are you actually on camera? It's 40, what? 42 minutes, maybe?
0: Yeah, 42 minutes. I mean, you're there for an hour, for sure. And then you got the pre-time, the makeup, and all that kind of stuff.
1: Wait, when you... Dax, so if anybody don't know, Dax actually was... They were looking for... I was doing
0: the competition. Different. I was doing the Live with Kelly co-host with me competition. And
1: you came in second place, which is pretty incredible.
0: You just wanted to throw out that I was a loser again. Thanks. No, thanks, dude, you it. did
1: pretty... That's inc- We're talking about the show that you always became the host <laughs> on. I forgot about that, actually. It's pretty insane. When you did that show, you hosted it with Kelly, right?
0: Uh, no, we were doing the competition. So we were doing... Bits and pieces throughout uh, the episodes for a week, trying to basically get voted to stay on longer because it was like every day someone would get eliminated.
1: Interesting. I mean, they flew you out to New. I mean, you.
0: They flew us out. They kept us in, in a hotel, like right down the street in like Times Square. I mean, I had a blast, and it was right off the heels of leaving TMZ, so it was really fun, just change of pace. But I didn't win, and so you got.
1: I'm here. Yeah, but you got to like you got to meet Kelly and everything, right?
0: Oh yeah, she was wonderful. She came back. She chatted with us. Would like come off stage, tell us what a good job we were doing, all that kind of stuff.
1: Did that contest kind of not screw you up, but like didn't really go the way they planned? Because I thought the person was to be the host, like the new host,
0: and it didn't. So uh, the guy who won, Richard Curtis, uh, he was a teacher. Um, he went back and he he filled in a couple times. So. And I think people really liked him. Um, I think at the end of the day, they needed like a really big name to step in. That's why they got Seacrest. And honestly, I think that that deal with Seacrest was probably in the works long before even that competition. So they may not have even needed someone there. You know what I'm saying? But they they did something fun with the intent of, oh, we're going to be ending up getting Seacrest.
1: Interesting. It's an interesting way to uh, think about it. Yeah. I don't know. That'd been a great gig if you got it, no but but uh, then man. again, and then you wouldn't have been on the podcast.
0: I would have been so rich, I would not even been talking to you right now.
1: Do you know that I know a big name that was asked to possibly do the show and they turned it down because they didn't want to live in New York? Who? Uh, I don't like to bring up Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, there was. Uh, I, there was a big name that was asked to do the show, and they turned it because they didn't want to live in New York. I mean, it's a grind to do that show five days a week. And mm-hmm.
0: um, I was surprised that Seacrest said yes to it, honestly, because he's an LA I was guy and too. he had he had American Idol going on. So for him to say, "Yeah, I'm going to move my whole life," it, it was shocking to me. But if yeah, I, if Mark doesn't work out, guys, I am totally available.
1: Yeah, you would move. To, would you move to New York if you got that job?
0: I would not want to move to New York. No, oh, that would be really hard for me at this point. With I have trophy smack going, like it, it just that would be a really tough transition.
1: All uh, right, we're wasting too much time on this story. We told know, you guys so we will get it out. So. Number, we just kind of <laughs> we just this just turned to a, a phone call. Uh, number, <laughs> <laughs> number six.
0: Okay, Holmes' sixteen-year-old daughter Suri is already applying to college, which is wild because I'm sitting here thinking like she was just born the other day. Uh, but she wants to study fashion in New York. Um, and uh, Tom Cruise, not going to have any say into where she goes because he has, quote-unquote, no part in her life, and we kind of knew that. We knew that Tom has not been around. He hasn't been, you know, spending any time with her for many, many years, but uh, I guess a source close to Katie told the Daily Mail that uh, when Surrey turned 17, oh, by the way, she turns 17 next month, And uh, she sent out some applications and she's leaning towards studying fashion in New York City. And, you know, this would be a good career for her. I feel like it you can still be dabbling in like using your mom and your dad's fame to kind of get the doors open for you. But uh, have your own career path because fashion can be very like your own thing and add your little touch to it. So I think that could be a really good career for her. And by the way, she reportedly has like a $5 million um, stash of clothes and apparel in her closet because so many people have thrown clothes at her for so many years because she's just that celebrity kid. She was like the, I, I feel like she was like the first really big name celebrity kid for for my generation of coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not talking about like Kate Hudson and that kind of stuff, but like Surrey was who we talked about almost every day at uh, TMZ and watched her birth story unfold.
1: Yeah, it's wild that she's getting to that age because you were there when she was mm-hmm. first born, pretty much. But I think it's more wild that we are not talking about more about Tom Cruise's relationship Thank you. with Suri. Thank I mean, you. Here's one of the biggest actors in the world, and we, we praise him and we treat him like the big star that he is because he is a great actor. With that said, how are more people not talking about how he doesn't talk to—it's wild. His like, daughter.
0: why do people just like let him have a pass on this? If so if this was anyone else that just abandoned their child, you you would never let them live it down, right? Like, it would be the talk all the time. Yeah. Oh, this deadbeat dad. Like, if it was, uh, let's be honest, if it was Chris Brown, everyone would be like, oh, deadbeat dad, and you know, ex girlfriend beater. Like that—that that name has not gone away from him how has Tom Cruise avoided being labeled as a deadbeat dad? Is it cause he's talented? Is it cause he's rich yeah. and white? Like what the, why does he get a pass? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And it, it bothers me that no one asks him, no one presses him on the red carpet. How is this not being exposed in the media where I feel like for a guy like him, he, this needs to be addressed. I mean, we don't, for people that we we idolize and we put on this huge platform we can't be praising someone who doesn't have a relationship with his daughter just because of religion I mean I don't mean just because it's religion I mean that's just my personal opinion I don't know it's just
0: that that the whole th- thing's just that whole thing is so weird to me like if if you're willing to just give up your relationship with your child for zinu like come on bro
1: yeah All right, moving along. And this will be our our last
0: podcast because Tom Cruise has canceled us.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the giant houses are at our door. Do you think does Um, this mean
0: he won't be coming on the podcast anytime soon?
1: I don't. (laughs) I don't think we could get Tom Cruise's driver on the (laughs) podcast, so I don't think we're going to be able to get his him on the podcast. All right.
0: Number five, Megan Fox, Messina and Kelly are, quote unquote, on a break, and they have put a pause to their whole wedding plans. This is according to Us Weekly. They have hit the pause button. They're taking some time apart. You know, we know what happened during the Super Bowl uh, weekend or week when they got into that big argument. She deleted her Instagram account, but not before posting uh, like some kind of cryptic uh, photos and quoting Beyonce. Um, Well, it doesn't seem like they have quite recovered. And to that point we haven't really seen them out at all we saw valentines day some f- shots of them so in my mind it really kind of seems like they're done um and maybe just yeah. are not vocalizing it yet i know that they said that they're they've stalled the wedding plans as they work on their issues and i got to just think well it's probably not going to work out then and
1: yeah it's been yeah it's it's weird that we're not as a couple that was so photographed and so in the news when they first started dating and uh, as but we they were said in the that middle of, Adam at the they, very
0: beginning we said we're like this relationship it's too like hot and heavy and extreme and wild and like has so much pizzazz at the beginning that it's gonna fizzle out like these two people can't stay together it's almost too much it's like oil and water you know
1: so do you think this uh, ends well or doesn't they don't cross the finish
0: line. What do you mean by
1: that? I- <laughs> yeah, I just made that up. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't even know do how get, to answer it. I was like, I don't know how do to they... answer this
0: question. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're going to last, if that's what you're saying. I don't think this is going to end in a marriage. I think that it was fun while it lasted. I think it, they both got a shit ton of publicity off of this relationship. Um, but I think that's that's where it ends. You know, they, they they did good. But like, who does she now date after him?
1: Nick Cannon, Tyga, I don't know one of no, those No, she's got to go.
0: She's got to go bigger movie star at this point. I think that like
1: yeah, but a bigger movie star. And and, and then like, you look at Brian
0: Austin Green, way. who's like thriving. Him and uh, what's her name? Shan, uh, Sharna, Sharna and Sharna. Shane. Like Sharna? they're having babies. They look like the happiest two couple. Like I got to imagine there's some regret there at some level.
1: Eh, you know what? There's some billion out there. Oh, that's that what she needs. She needs a her.
0: billionaire. That's what a lot of like. That that's the next step up.
1: That's the end. Look what Giselle's doing. That's what. That's what Salma do. Did. Like, listen, you're the star. You already have mm-hmm. the fame. But how about I have money that's yep. limitless? So she'll just date a billionaire.
0: Well, we should help her out. Do you know any billionaires?
1: Yeah, we got to find one. Dude, you, work for, you You own a company oh. with a billionaire. <laughs> Call him. I'm sure he has some friends. He's married. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got some friends, I'm sure, that uh, are looking to fund <laughs> an actress. All right, number 4
0: takashi uh, Tekashi69 was hospitalized this week after suffering from an attack inside a Florida gym. So the 26-year-old rapper was at an LA Fitness sauna on Tuesday and that's when he got attacked by multiple men and that's according to his attorney who talked to TMZ and they said that he was inside the sauna when uh, a bunch of dudes kind of walked in and just started stomping on him just taking him out ended up having to go to the hospital but apparently what was said and I don't know if this is confirmed or not but uh, in the video it, it appears that someone is saying fuck a rat and so, obviously, he is still not welcomed into a lot of communities after he pled guilty to federal charges, and admitted his participation in a gang, but essentially ratted people out, and people have not really forgiven him for um, snitching. And this is clearly a snitching situation.
1: Yeah, I mean the video is pretty wild. I'm, 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 a, I'm trying to see. I'm curious if they are going to find the guys because the video, you know, it's pretty specific shows the guys who beat him up but like talk um, about some gang territory
0: la fitness sauna that is that is a dangerous place yeah
1: the worst part is i would have been i would have been naked (laughs) like he was lucky he had like underwear on a jacket like i go into that sauna like with a towel on so like there's nothing more humiliating than getting beat up while naked if it was me i was in the sauna yesterday and Oh, I'm just only imagining if some guys came in just start beating me up, just all naked, just like oh. there's You know, my problem would be I'd be like, that. oh no, don't don't let my
0: back touch the the sauna floor. Like think how much sweat and like herpes are on the floor. Like that would be my problem. It wouldn't be like you punch me in the face. I'd be like, oh no, I'm like touching the floor of my bare skin. That's gross. I see people in there. Yeah, I, I go to I go to the gym and I see people walk in and they literally like take their shoes off and put it on the wood and it like makes me gag.
1: Yeah, it's pretty gnarly what happens in a sauna. Um, it's pretty gnarly that Takashi Six Nine worked out at LA fitness <laughs> in general, and it's just kind of like, especially like in a Florida gym, he didn't have like security with them. Like he's just. Do you like, think? Do, you, understand do you think this was like you, you made a career of oh, Do you Matt. think this is
0: people that were working out and then just decided like, oh that's him. We're gonna go beat him up because. You don't just you can't have like a group of like five guys just blow past the front attendant and walk to the sauna like that just is weird.
1: That's the part I think everyone's trying to figure out like what were the motives of these guys, how they know that he was there. But the weird part is, I mean, it's a tough video to watch because I don't like those mm-hmm. fighting videos that you see online. But like the way the guys were kicking him when they were he was on the ground was like WWF WWE style where like they stomped the ground and him at the same yeah. time. Where like they make the noise on the ground? I was like, wait, who kicks people like that? Um, I and mean, again, the video is kind of quick, um, but it's you know what Takashi Six pissed off a lot of people. He sort of asked and he for always his flaunts stuff, his money
0: happened, and he's flying around. It's like he, it's like he always wants things to happen to him. Like he's baiting people. So I'm not really surprised that it finally happened.
1: I'm not surprised. I mean, I think it was only a matter of time. Fortunately for him, it doesn't look like he's in too bad of shape. I mean it sounds like these guys could have yeah. hit him worse. But uh, just a wild video. And anyway, that's the thing is that makes a story. It's one thing if we didn't see the video. But if you go online, you can see the video. And it's – I don't know. It's one of those videos I like I was interested in watching because I was just curious. But it's also a tough yeah, video to like watch. Yeah, I not people get hurt. Number –
0: uh, Amanda Bynes placed on a 72-hour psychiatric hold. This is a sad story. It's been I've been reading all the stories about this this week. It just sucks watching her, um, you know, not be as healthy. Because I was really kind of rooting her on after she was out of her conservatorship. It seemed like she had gotten her mental health um, situated and she was doing really well, going to fashion school. Well, we're about a year out of this a conservatorship at this point, and um, they're uh, on. I don't remember what day Sunday Sunday she called nine one one on herself. she was reportedly re- walking around wandering around downtown Los Angeles naked and alone when she came out of a psychotic or site is it psychotic psych psychotic episode right is that how you say it okay yeah uh she uh, supposedly good. flagged down a car and asked for help um and then law enforcement went out grabbed her and uh placed her on a fifty one fifty hold. And now have, like, extended it to for 72 hours. And it's just, I know her parents aren't looking to necessarily restart the conservatorship, but clearly she really needs some help. I think the one really good... Oh, and sorry, to keep going on this story, this was not, like, a one-day thing. Apparently, she was, uh, like it had been a week of her wandering around. She parked her car in Long Beach. It ended up getting towed. She then kind of like was hitchhiking and taking public transport and wound up in downtown LA. And and so like she was on, you know, she was on one for a good week or so. The good sign is that she realized that she had an issue and that's why she called 911 on herself. I think that's all positive. It just sucks that we're here talking about it because... I was hoping she was making more progress. And um, I guess her ex boyfriend had said she stopped taking her meds. So
1: maybe that was a part of it. And oh, man, just sucks. It's a bummer. It's tough. And I feel bad for the parents. And the reason I feel bad for them is, you know, I think in the past few years, obviously with the um, conservatorship made a lot of news. We heard with Brittany and her dad. And I think a, a lot of people have a negative perspective when they hear that word conservatorship you know and mental health and clearly i mean amanda needs some sort of guidance or help but you know who's to who's to know or who's to decide if the parents are actually doing something good because the way the internet or the way people kind of the media kind of I was going to say, I feel like her
0: parents are afraid to put her back in a conservatorship because of the hatred that they got because of the Britney situation. You're right. There's like a negative connotation for conservatorships now. Not that you're trying to help the person, but you're hurting them. Um, and so they probably are like, Oh, we don't want to go down. We don't want that heat on us again when it's like, if your daughter needs it, you know, you may have to go down that road.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's tough. It's a really tough, tough thing. And, Amanda Bynes was supposed to be at 90s Con in Connecticut this past week, and she was going to do an appearance, and a lot of people were excited where she was actually going to make some money, where she would charge people for photos and autographs, and then she basically became a no-show mm-hmm. there. And I asked people who were there, like, hey, was Amanda Bynes there, thinking there was going to be a story? and They are like, she she didn't show up, or she canceled. I was like, oh, hmm, that's strange. And um, You didn't hear from her for a while, and that was a good thing, because you're like, okay, maybe she's just doing what she needs to yeah. do to get healthy. Then this news comes out, it's like, ugh, like. There's something, obviously, going on there, and you hope for I the have, best. I hope she gets better, man. Yep. All right. Number, Number two.
0: Number two, Gisele Bundchen uh, debunking a bunch of the, like, uh, Tom Brady divorce rumors that were swirling around for a lot of time. Like, you remember the big rumor about her saying, like, you have to either choose me or football, and football. she said, yeah. "No, no, no, no. None of that was true." She said that the end of that marriage was the death of my dream. She said that she thought that that he was going to be her partner for life, and she, you know, said, "Listen, it's it's not as salacious as everyone like thinks it is." She said, "There's times in your life where you start to grow apart." And you start to think a certain way. And that's kind of what happened. And I guess she was even like crying during this Vanity Fair uh, interview. And she was wiping away tears talking about this because she said, I believed in fairy tales when I was a kid. And I, I think it's beautiful to believe in that. And I mean, I'm so grateful that I did. And that, uh, you know, all the fans giving her a hard time, she's like, just that wasn't the case. I supported him. I would still support him. And I would have continued to support him if that relationship would have survived the test of time, essentially. So she was not in there making him make a decision. There was no ultimatums.
1: Yeah, it's... um... I'm surprised that she actually did this interview, Mm -hmm. but I'm not surprised. And actually, like, if you're a publicist, at first I was like, why is she talking? Just don't even address it. But I think it was just to clear the noise a little bit. Obviously, probably before this interview, there was a few things Mm -hmm. that they said, okay, we need to oversee this story before it's published. And there's a few things that we don't want to get into, but we just want to kibosh some of the things, control the narrative to some extent. I I think it's... Because I don't see Tom talking about uh,
0: it. He's talked about it a a bit, but I think... I think there's some rumors that when you hear about yourself all the time there's and you're this famous there's got to be a point where you're like I just want to like clear it up and be like guys I'm not that's not the truth you know she said it was very hurtful and the craziest thing she's ever heard and if you were a you know a supportive wife and you were into football and you wanted to see him su- succeed but like you just aren't meshing on a level that you need to to be in a relationship but, like, the public is turning you into the enemy or the villain, uh, you want to get your statement out there, right?
1: Yeah. No, I – but it was it was tastefully done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I give her credit because, obviously, before this interview, there was a few things that they couldn't really get into. Obviously, her new relationship and his maybe potential new relationship. Um, so, but, again, they wanted to control the narrative a little bit. So it was like, hey, listen – we will do the story with you, but here's the things that it's not going to come out of this. We're not going to talk about if I'm going to get married yeah. again. We're not going to talk about new relationships. But here's what I will say is this, 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 this is agreement, shake hand, boom, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Let's move and forward. Then, so it's a win-win for everyone, it, but is this going to make you pick up a magazine? No, I mean, I not.
0: picked up an article talking about the magazine. That was good enough. Um, exactly. But she did. I, one of the quotes did say, I have always cheered for him. I would would continue forever. She said, if there's one person I want to be the happiest in the world, it's him. Believe me, I want him to achieve achieve and to conquer I want his dreams to come true that's what I really really want from the bottom of my heart I mean I hope she's being genuine it sounds like it to me
1: the one thing I would say is she didn't really mention of us like having a relationship going forward like hey you know like Orlando Blumen and Miranda Kerr when they broke up you know that's a weird couple to bring up but they're like hey we're always gonna be Mm -hmm. family like there it's for them it's not like you you don't have a choice when you have when you have multiple
0: children together you are going to be tied to that person for the rest of your life, whether you like it or not. You are—you chose to procreate, and so now you're connected to that person forever.
1: Yeah. All right. That's the number one story. No, nope, that's week. it. We're all done here. No, we're not. It's the number one story of the week. Of course, we're going to bring up the oh, Vanderpump Rules. Oh, Adam,
0: you're going to make um, me talk about these people again. I, you have to be
1: fooled for a second. That was like a pause. Wait, are we done? <laughs> yeah, we got to bring up Vanderpump Rules. Everyone is talking about the re, uh, the reunion oh. that Andy Cohen's going to be hosting. There's oh, so no, much going but, on there. Will Sheena and Raquel be friends ever again? Obviously, they're know. not going to be allowed in the room. They're all there. They're all They're, going. All, all, every single cast member so is there. So the
0: big story, though, that everyone is talking about is this video of Raquel, who is sitting outside of a nail salon in L.A., and a photographer comes up to her and starts just talking to her. She gave this guy literally a 10-minute interview outside the nail salon. And a lot of people are asking, is this a setup? Did she know? Like, And after watching the full video – I'm going to say it was a setup. And again, that's all good because if it wasn't a setup, why did she talk? Like you've got a reunion coming up the day after this paparazzi video. Why would you spill all the beans to some dude on the side of the street when you've got the Bravo thing coming up the next day? Like I almost feel like Bravo, it was kind of an F you to Bravo. Like I'm going to give away all the details before I go on and do your thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, blame them. I don't I don't know we don't know if it was a setup shot or, or not. Or
0: okay, from we, the bottom of your heart, don't. what do you believe?
1: I believe it was yeah. a setup shot.
0: Me too. So,
1: uh, for her, I had to think about that. sorry for the pause. I had to really think about that. <laughs> and here's the reason why I think it's a setup shot because it's a way for me to a control the mm-hmm. narrative, b to have final say on the cuts, and c to make yeah. some money. So, I don't know she's getting paid, but she's like screw it, if everyone's making money I might on as this. Well be. I want to make some money. Yeah. So yeah, the, but, I think she's... And I don't think it's much money as much a lot of people think. But, but it's got to be
0: some. A um, lot of people picked they, it up. This was a big deal. I think the part where they were asking, like the photographer was asking her about like, oh, how did you... How did this like evolve into a relationship like with yeah, a dude who was already taken? And she said it started out as a friendship and turned into something more. But I'm sure we'll go into detail about all of that at the reunion. Again, I feel like these are answers that... If you weren't into it and it wasn't a setup thing, you would just be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, this is not the time." Like, people don't give these answers when they're in the middle of massive media scrutiny.
1: No, and she was shot at the airport before uh, before that whole thing went down, and she didn't talk to the yeah. camera. So now she decided to talk to the camera, which is sort of interesting. Um, the as we're recording this podcast, they are filming the reunion right now. Sheena. And Raquel, or there's a restraining order. Raquel put a restraining order against Sheena because she allegedly hit her uh, in New York City after that she found out about the affair. Uh, Sheena said, "No, I did not. You know what happened." So there's a restraining order. So they, like legally, they can't really be in the same room. So we're gonna, I mean, we're gonna find out obviously what happened or how they're gonna do the taping because they both know they're there, but for legal reasons they can't be in the same room. So I guess Sheena's gonna be in the trailer watching it live. As Raquel's in the room, um, from what we know, they did separate interviews too. Uh, Andy did separate interviews with Tom, with with other cast members. Um, One thing you know, we've been talking about in our private Facebook group is how I mean, it's almost like overly done with this. I'm almost over this story as much as I was so invested in it. It's just because they're all talking about it, and it's no. You know why
0: I'm over it? Because I don't watch the fucking show. So I can't relate. I don't
1: eat at the restaurant. I eat at Olive Garden. So
0: I I watched the trailer for next season or whatever the hell they just released. And I'm watching it and I'm just like, I don't know who any of these people are. Like, this is not exciting to me. Like, I can't even recognize, I'm sorry, like Ariana or Raquel or Sheena without their makeup on because I don't watch the show enough to know what they look like when they're just like lounging around the house. So I'm just watching it like, what is happening right now? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and i' and I'm no, talking about them every single day and I'm just like oh, I'm over it
1: yeah I get it I get it so I mean i I, I guess we're just at this point now it's like I don't want to do sto- media outlets are doing stories about the reunion but it's like just let me watch yeah. the reunion it doesn't matter at this point I mean we pretty much know everything we're just gonna hear different sides and we just gotta wait to hear the sides and at we're the see reunion. them
0: bicker and But bite. that it'll, it'll I know just, I talk all this shit but I'll probably just, still
1: watch the reunion. Just fight in a sauna like Takashi's just I Do it, you know. Come on, people. Um, that's a callback to the number five story, you guys. Anyway, that's uh, that's our raw rundown the top ten stories of the week. Thank you guys for listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe. Leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcast, especially on the Apple uh, the Apple app. If you go to Hollywood Ross, you know, if you go all the way to the bottom, say a few kind words We'll actually read your review live on air. It's the best thing to do to support us. Um, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, shout out to our private Facebook group off the record. It's a really fun community where it's all things pop culture and entertainment news. Follow me at Adam Glynn, G L Y N follow Dax Holt at Dax Holt. See you guys. And scene.
0: A at Media Production.